Hello and welcome to What About The Music, a podcast brought to you by So Stereo. This week's guest is Sherry Anderson, an executive producer with over 15 years of experience. She's currently head of production at Joan Creative. Over her career, she's worked with brands and agencies like Volkswagen, Squarespace, Microsoft, Crispin Porter and Boguski, TBWA, Shiat New York and LA and many others. So let's switch on to this week's episode with your host, Beto Azut. Thank you so much for coming on again. Obviously, we're here to talk about music and learn more about how you got started in the world of advertising and hear more about your thoughts on music and how it intersects with advertising. So, you know, a good place to start would be to tell us more about how you got started in advertising. Sure. So I started at Deutsch when Deutsch was a small boutique creative shop. So I'm dating myself a little bit there, but it was a pretty small hot shop at the time. And I started entry level and followed producers around and went to sessions and just sort of tried to figure out what was going on. I I had been a film and television major, a theater and film and television major. So yeah, I started there and I was there for maybe six years or so. And then the majority of my career I spent at small boutique creative shops a lot more than the than the bigger agencies. And I think my experience at Deutsch of just being thrown into the fire, so to speak. It was a busy place at the time. And I think you get exposed to a lot of opportunities in situations like that. Did you start in the production department or? So I started off in the travel department. Um, The great thing about that was I booked travel for everyone at the agency. The agency was doing a lot of production. Everyone was flying around all over the place. And so I got to know everyone at the agency. I was only there for, I'd say, like three or four months before I moved into the production department. In terms of working with music, you remember your first project with music? Do you you have an idea of of how that was? And, And maybe like looking back, obviously, you have a lot of experience now in working with music. So but looking back. What was that experience like and how was it? Yeah, I remember it really clearly. So I was assistant producing on a project with pretty senior team, the creative director of Deutsch and a senior producer. And we had hired Tom and Andy, which is like a throwback for many of us. Um, They were also the hot like music shop at the time or one of one of them. And they said, we're going to go to a music session. And it was actually at a big recording studio. I don't quite, I don't remember the name of it. I think it was the Edison, maybe it was in Midtown. And it was like a 40 piece orchestra. And we were in a booth looking out a window at, you know, 40 musicians doing like Tom was leading them. And I just thought, that's what we do in advertising. That's how we make commercials is we get 40 piece orchestras. And I will tell you that that was the first and the last time that I ever had that experience. You know, we moved so quickly into the digital music age. Um, It was exciting. It felt like we were scoring a movie. There was a screen in the front with the film and they were scoring to it. It was a really exciting experience, but I did not do any others like that. You, you got spoiled from the beginning, I, maybe. I did. I did. And, and so t- tell us about your current role. Yeah. So I am head of production at Joan Creative, and I have a kind of a dual role. I'm also managing director of Joan Studios, which is the um, sister production end of Joan. Um, we're an independent 
making studio. So we're separate from Joan. We're there to do work with Joan, but we also have clients of our own. Um, and I'm building the department at Joan Creative, the production department. I have a great team and I love it. I've been there less than a year. I started end of last May. Um, it's really exciting. Joan's a great place. For sure. For sure. And uh, any any current projects that, that you're excited about? Definitely. Um, let's see. We just shipped an awesome project for Sheets, which it's a convenience store slash gas station, similar to a Wawa that's in a certain swath of the U.S. And we shipped an awesome, very funny, um, entertaining campaign for them. We're doing super exciting work right now that's that's in production for eBay um, and for S&P Global. Um, but my my favorite project we're working on right now, I can't I can't tell you too much about it, but it's it's for a global brand. And we're working with um, speaking of music, we're working with a musician slash artist slash influencer type like big on TikTok um, and big on YouTube. And we brought him on not just to do the track for the films, but he's cast in the films. He's been an integral part of developing the films with us. Um, he's helped us with sound design and making the track. And he's has a starring role in one of the films. It's really exciting. It should launch in about a month. Yeah, that says a lot about the power of TikTok as a platform. Connecting brands with fans and just making that easier and how a lot of people you know, have come out and have these massive audiences there and brands can can leverage that. And, and with the power of music, it's like a perfect marriage. It is. It works perfectly. I, I find I sit in a lot of creative brainstorms where I hear um, the creatives throwing out ideas around the audio, like a TikTok audio or a TikTok musician. Um, it's It's definitely become a huge platform for brands to leverage. And it's fun, too. Yeah, the endless possibilities for sure, huh? Endless, endless. And so uh, with your team, what's normally like the process of finding music, selecting music? Uh, every what, what we've seen is that every agency or every producer kind of like has their own way, their own tricks and, and resources and how they go about the whole process of finding the music, licensing it and working with the artists or, or the composers. So curious to learn more about at Joan, uh, how that works a little bit for the audience and sure. So um, we're still small enough that we don't have an on staff music producer, whereas some agencies have entire departments dedicated to music. We don't have anyone on staff, so the producers, you know, have to rely on themselves a lot. Um, when I first started, the agency was utilizing a few different like independent music supervisor types to help them do searches and license tracks and find unique tracks that are original and already existing. On the project I just spoke to you about with the TikTok um, influencer, we hired for that job, we did hire a music producer to sit with the team, basically so he could like speaks a language, you know, and make sure the communication was clear on what we wanted. Um, and then I work a lot with premiere music. They play the role of music supervisor, music producer. They do searches for us. They help license things. They help us get demos. You know, we also use all the usual suspects out there that 
cumin and finger and all those those great places, but it's per project. It's like, what do we need for the project? And we are in the process of really starting to talk about how do we want to build out a more robust music process within the agency as a whole, because every project it's important on, it's never an afterthought, you know, it's always like really important. Jamie um, Robinson, our CCO is big into music and what the tracks can do for the pieces. So for sure, for sure. And I, I mean, I think we all can sense that music is more important now or at least it's being talked about more right now in advertising than it was before. I think every day goes by, people are more knowledgeable about that. And, and, and that's kind of like the goal with this podcast to make music more important in advertising and hear uh, the stories about how it has affected um, you know, advertising in a positive way and, and what are the results that come with that. And, and hear about these stories that, that really convince current agency uh peeps that that music is powerful and that when done right and done early uh, massive um positive impacts can come with it yeah i i was thinking about that and it it really can be it's almost like another character or it's such a strong weapon to have for your piece you can i'm sure everyone's had this experience where you have a spot and depending on the different music you put on it, you can change the mood, you can change the takeaway that someone has, you can really influence someone's feelings just with a track. I mean, it's like, it's like a movie score. You realize at some point while you're watching like the tense moment that you're being led to be tense by the track, right? There's no dialogue, there's nothing happening, but the track makes you have anxiety or feel joy or feel sadness or emotion. And I think it's a great tool for us to use in ads to help guide the viewer to what we want them to feel and take away from the brand. For sure. For sure. So like the, the power of music is you can't question it. Like it's, it's just something that it's, it's, it's there and, and more and more people know about that power after seeing brands do such a great job with music. Uh, but still, sometimes we do see how it can be an afterthought or how it can be the last line item. And so why do you think that is? Why do you think that sometimes it is an afterthought and something that a producer just tackles in at the end? I don't know how often that happens. I don't feel like I see it happen that often. But but if and when it is happening, I think it's because we're a visually driven industry. We're making things for people to see. I mean, I even think about the last several years where social media became so important and things on Instagram. And there's like, some people don't listen with sound on, right? There's like a whole situation where you're not, where you have to make sure your communication is working without the sound. So I think we like leaned into that pretty heavy for a while. And maybe now we're coming back to a place where audio is playing a bigger role. But again, I think it's important to have it early and to use it as one of the many pieces of the puzzle that you're, besides the visual pieces that you're using to narrate your story. That's good to know. But, but sometimes like maybe it's a, a, the last line item because it's just not a priority in, in some producers' minds. Is that, oh, I'll, just, I'll just get a stock track or. I think that. What I hear over and over and what I used to say over and over when I was a producer 
is it's my weakness. It's, it's the place where I feel the least confident in the whole process. And I hear that from my producers and producers out in the world is if you're not a musician and you don't know how to speak that language, you have taste, you know what you like, but it's intimidating to get on the phone with a composer or to speak to a music supervisor and know that you're articulating what you mean really well. So maybe that's part of it is that it's just one of the most intimidating parts of the process for some producers. Yeah, interesting. And and that's kind of like what we're trying to to get at is just speaking with different people about it and and trying to get these answers why that happens because it, it shouldn't be that way, right? Like I think there's a lot of people in this industry that that are open that are happy to help producers that are happy to help people that maybe music is not their forte but but uh, there are simple ways to unlock its value, right? Yeah, bringing those team players to the party early and often is important. So having a relationship, you know, with someone like yourself or a freelance music producer in our case, because we're small or the person on your team at your agency who specializes in music, just getting their involvement early is really helpful because then to your point, it does keep it top of mind. It keeps it as a priority. You know, I think editors want, they want to start with a track. They, Like they want that early if possible. Um, and so just making sure you have someone as a part of the team that feels really comfortable articulating the wants for, for the sound and the music and how to get there. That's great. How often do you see the editors uh, being involved with music? And, and a lot of times like it gets it going, right? So like whenever they have a track that they can recommend, it really just help to push the edit further and, and, and get more inspiration going how valuable is is having uh, resources for the editors to have music? I think it's invaluable. My my favorite editors are editors who are like closet musicians or side musicians or just have a really strong opinion about music. And they're often tasked with doing a search and putting the first tracks down. And, you know, then you fall into the whole demo love situation that we've all been in but I think editors that that have a deep connection to music and that have a strong POV are really important they're they they tend to be my favorites that's good to know and you know again it's it's all about sharing different perspectives and and what could be achieved with what players and there's a lot of people out there that that are great resources to have and you know it's good that we're seeing a lot of more involvement there Like, obviously, you've, you've worked on, on amazing campaigns uh, throughout your career. If you had to pick one kind of like pivotal project or a pivotal moment where music played a big role, what would that be? I don't know how pivotal it was, but one of the things I remember the most that had to do with music was a Super Bowl spot we did for NFL Network in the early 2000s, I think, somewhere around there. And the concept was, the sun will come out tomorrow. And the idea was who are the two losing teams from those last two games, the couple weeks before the Super Bowl, and how bummed out are they that they're not the two that are going to the Super Bowl. And so we hired a music producer to teach a whole lot of football players, professional football players, how to sing on very short notice 
and they sang the song, The Sun Will Come Out Tomorrow from Annie. (laughs) And it, oh my God, it was incredible getting these big ass football players who are also not exactly happy right now because they just lost and they didn't go to the Super Bowl. And you're like, but we're going to sing a song now. And here we go. Um, so it had to be nuanced on so many levels. And then once we captured it, because everyone had a different scene, we had to take it back and mix it and get it to sound good. (laughs) And like, that's a mixer's whole challenge right there, but it's a very cute spot. I mean, it's really old at this point, but, um, it was where music was the whole spot. It was all about the song. Yeah. And from, from a timeline perspective, do you recall how long it took? Obviously, you, there's a lot of pitching involved. Uh, and once you land the idea and then you get to the execution, I'm, I'm assuming it's, it's a project you started very early on and you had the flexibility and the time to like just work on it and, and, and get approval as you went by. Yeah, you would love to think that, wouldn't you? But uh, as I just said, the last two games before the Super Bowl are usually played two weeks before the Super Bowl. So we didn't know who our cast was. We didn't know which team was going to lose. So we had basically two weeks to do the whole thing. I mean, the con- like, to your point, the concept was done. We, ha- we knew who the t- two final playoff teams were. We had everyone in place ready. We had locations. You know, we had a lot that was set up, but we had to teach those guys to sing on the fly. The story, it's a whole other podcast I could fill with the story of how we got from that day to this day of the Super Bowl in 13 days. Um, it was a big challenge. It was a ton of fun. I would do it again in a heartbeat, but it it wasn't easy. I like to see that project. I like to see that again. I'll see if I can find it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's that's definitely an amazing project. I'm pretty sure that was a pivotal one. Like right now, there's there's a lot of people doing a lot of amazing things. Obviously, the whole TikTok inspired campaign that you mentioned, that's going to be amazing. What kind of direction would you like to see music, uh, like music and advertising? What what direction would you like to see? You know, like there's there's so many options and so many things you could do. What direction would you like to see? I'm really loving right now how we have moved slightly away or a lot away from using composers and commercial composing houses and we've moved into this ability to find original music out in the world or work with you know small bands indie bands or a band from overseas you know it it goes both ways it helps the artist right when you choose their song it's helping an independent artist but it's also helping the brand it's a mutually beneficial situation and I just like that we have that ability I think There was a time where, yeah, we had Spotify and we would find a song, but then that was your scratch track. That was your, you know, direction. And you still went and made your own piece of music. And I like the fact that now I feel like it's really possible to find something on Spotify or find something on YouTube and actually use that piece or have that artist tweak it a little bit for you. Um, and then use that person's platform and their viewers, like we were talking about on social media, using them to like get more eyeballs for your brand. And your brand is 
is gaining their influence as well. So I think that's an exciting thing that's happening now. That said, I still love um, composing tracks. We're working with a female composer right now on a beautiful anthem piece. And that's really exciting too, to just create your own piece and score it to the film, you know? No, for sure. Uh, they both offer amazing, amazing things for, for a campaign. But back to your point on independent artists and original music and, and emerging artists, like there's about 22 million songs uploaded to Spotify every year, about 60,000 songs every day. I mean, I would assume the majority of that is artists that are unrepresented. Uh, there's more tools right now to create your own music. Uh, and you, you're seeing a lot of talented people. So as brands, I, I believe that there's a big opportunity, right, to to leverage that, to uh, connect with an artist and work together to create something unique, something memorable that can be remembered. So, I mean, you're spot on when you mentioned that, because that's that's something that we've believed in for a long time and and something that we continue to work on. I mean, there's no better feeling than when you tell an independent artist uh, or an artist that you work with that, hey, like so and so brand is going to use your music in their spot. Uh, and just the reaction is priceless. It, it, it really changes lives and it advances their career in, in meaningful ways. So like you said, it's just a win-win throughout. Definitely. And it, it's an opportunity to help us get more diverse as well, using diverse artists and just to, and culturally different areas. I think it's a big opportunity to add that to the pie that you're making with, you know, with your work. I just saw an idea um, come across a couple days ago for my team that, that wasn't, it's, it's an activation. It's like an, like a stunt, an event, and it's totally music based and it doesn't, you know, it's not a spot with a track on it. It's like, there are other ways to leverage music and musicians and artists to help your brand and create an experience for people. And I was really excited to see that. Yeah, for sure. Like, I think that the, the brand to artist relationship, the easiest way to start that is by licensing one of their songs in a spot that can turn into a lot of different things. And I think, I think people get excited when they see that. Um, and, and they start believing in the brand as well. Definitely. And, and music is so universally loved and so universally powerful. We, we just, did a big launch campaign for one of our clients where there were so many different things that we made for them and so many parts of the launch. So there, you know, there was like activations and microsites and regular ad like objects. But one of the pieces amidst all of this was a Spotify playlist that we made that people could on like the first day of the campaign, they could click on a button and listen to this playlist. And out of all the things we did that took months and months and months to do, by far everyone's favorite thing was the Spotify playlist. <laughs> wow. I only say that to say that people love music. They do. They do. It's it's incredible. And you know, nowadays, I mean, we we see all the time we're on our phones while we're watching TV. So it's like in a like you're on your phone and then you hear something you like, you just can't help but look up. We always like to ask uh, what advice you would give to uh, aspiring producers or creatives or people that are starting in the world of advertising, what advice you would give them in terms of how to best approach music as a way to 
to do good work and to advance the work. Um, just what advice would you give aspiring producers that are that are trying to enter the field and, and how to best approach music? Yeah, I would say um, don't be shy and don't feel intimidated. Find people who feel comfortable in the music space and bring them to your table and surround yourself with them and get them into the projects early. Um, and don't, you know, don't be embarrassed. Like, I think I was, I was always like a little bit embarrassed that I didn't know how to speak all the music speak. And, um, but you just, these days you just find the people that do know how to speak it and make them a part of your team. Uh, and, you know, keep it, keep it happening early in the process so that you have the time. There's nothing worse than like you, you finally nail it. You find the perfect track and now you have like 48 hours to license it. That's like, you're going crazy. So try to try to get people involved really early. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. And it's, it's so important. And nowadays, like there's a lot of resources out there that can, that can be helpful. And just the landscape is, is easier than it was before. And It's just endless possibilities, right? We always like to ask, what what type of music are you into these days? This will date me again, but the Super Bowl halftime show was like all my favorites from my youth. So I've been listening to some playlists around that, which has been very nostalgic uh, and entertaining. But if I'm really honest, I have a 10-year-old, so I literally know every word to every song from Encanto right now and I'm really wish that I didn't but I do it's like that's all that's played in my house every morning every night we're listening to we don't talk about Bruno over and over again so that's that's the word. that's that's a great movie it's, it's amazing yeah and my daughter has to sing it all day long I'm originally from Colombia so I mean I definitely can relate to how wonderful that film is But yeah, I mean, thank you so much for the time. I mean, this this was very important. And I, I love, you know, getting to know more about your career, your highlights, what you think about music. I think it's going to be an episode that that people will remember. And, and uh, so, yeah, I mean, I really appreciate your time, Sherry. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure. I really appreciate you having me. Of course. Thank you.